what can I do to try to empower my community in some shape or form with the tools that I have learned, the space that I've been in? Um, and that's really how Uhai was born. Uhai, which means life um, in Swahili. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast, where we highlight and explore the views of thought leaders and organizations across the tech industry. We're presenting topics on leadership, sales, and trends from our perspective as individuals and, of course, as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Welcome back to Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Today, we're joined by David Cole Jr. He's the president and founder of UHI Technology a permission-based knowledge sharing and collaboration platform available for mobile and desktop. Yes, yeah, so many times we have a lot of creators out there and they forget that people don't always work on their desktop. They want to have the same user experience on a mobile device. David, we're excited to have you here today to talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and how you're helping the communities and organizations connect, collaborate, and communicate. Welcome to the show. Fellas, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. David, this is Dave, and we're so excited to have you on. We love speaking with entrepreneurs. We love picking the minds of leaders that are doing incredible things out there, impacting the communities. As we talk about you and your company, UHI, tell us about your leadership journey. What was it about your past? What was it about the things that influenced you to start your company, UHI Technology? Tell us about your leadership journey. No, I appreciate that. So, you know, just my journey as an entrepreneur, uh, you know, even prior to starting UHI has always just kind of been steeped in taking a gamble or risk on myself. So part of that challenge is you have to be able to lead not only yourself, but you have to be able to um, hopefully lead others as well. So, um, you know, I think that entrepreneurial spirit, and I also think my athletic background, um, I played college football, um, shout out to the University of Washington. You dub? You dub, absolutely. Uh, I was the captain of my um, high school football team. So, you know, you know, just the idea of leading by example, uh, putting in hard work um, has allowed me to I think prepare and take the necessary steps to try to lead a very small organization, but still lead nonetheless. This is Danny, and I uh, did not know that. Where did you go to high school, David? Uh, uh, a town called Pittsburgh High School, right outside of uh, Oakland, California. Okay, awesome. Uh, so I'm a Bay, yep, so I'm a Bay Area boy, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you're all over the place. Uh, you're in one area, move up Pacific Northwest, and now you're down into the Georgia, right? So you're all over the place. Absolutely. And prior to that, I was in Boston, from Boston down to to the DMV area and then from the DMV to, again, but I'm a military child. So you exactly. know, my father was a master uh, first sergeant, airborne ranger. So we were accustomed to, uh, to moving. So uh, not a problem at all. You just adjust. Awesome. This is Danny. And that's why I think you and I really have a lot of synergy because Dave and I were also uh, military brats, lived all over the world. And then, of course, uh, when my time came up, I had a chance to go to the Naval Academy and I said, no, I want to go in the Army. So. I went to the army because there was a there's a war going on and I thought it would be a great opportunity to serve my country and actually go fight for the country. But then they saw my ASVAB scores and said, hey, you're going to go back to college and never had a chance to see battle. But I had a chance to get a full uh, for right tuition for college. Um, David, so let me ask you a question. Uh, UI technology, it really helps increase productivity and, and operational efficiencies. Tell our audience a little bit more about 
uh, UHI Technologies, but also how you actually began this organization, because you, you like to dabble here and there, and you're very interested in a lot of things that are in environments, and you're interested in a lot of technologies, but you're really interested in the community as well. So tell us, how does UHI help increase productivity? And then number two, how did you uh, actually get involved to want to start this specific organization? Sure. Uh, so just from an efficiency standpoint, uh, when we look at the way organizations and cultures move today, we move in an asynchronous environment. We're on the go. We're in coffee shops. We're in the office. And what UHI provides is I like to compare it to a Swiss army knife of communication and collaboration. So we've been able to collect all of the right business applications and pour that into a mobile device that allows you to connect, collaborate, and communicate while you're on the go. Um, so instead of having to, again, aimlessly look for emails and, and look for the, you've got everything in a single point solution that allows you to work more efficiently. Um, in terms of kind of how I got to UHI and my background, uh, so I spent close to a decade in the collaboration app building space. Um, I worked for an amazing company um, out of Sweden uh, called Incentive, and I served as a director of client services. So we were building collaborative apps for NATO. There was 13,000 scientists that we had implemented uh, using the app and Chubb, which is a large multinational insurance company, uh, Tioco, which is another multinational telco. So we had been building collaborative apps for those companies and watching their efficiency improve. The turning point for me, fellas, was, and I shared this with you both, I think, in our uh, kind of offline conversations, was the George Floyd incident. So that was pivotal for me because in 2020, when it happened, I was comfortable, I was making a living. Um, but that moved me to say, what can I do as an individual? Um, we are here for a finite amount of time. Um, what can I do to try to empower my community in some shape or form with the tools that I have learned, the space that I've been in? Um, and that's really how UHI was born. UHI, which means life um, in Swahili. Um, and every organization, group, institution, the ability to, to share information, the transfer of knowledge is so important. I wanted to figure out a way that I could hopefully empower those in marginalized or challenged communities to be able to have a tool that they could potentially use to aggregate that information to better their lives. David, this is David. And I'm, I gotta tell you, I'm really inspired to hear that. First of all, to be able to say, I'm not going to let an incident like what happened with George Floyd just stay that way. It sparked something in you to say, I've got to make more of an impact in my community. And before we get into what I want to ask you, I've got to say that I love that you gave the explanation as to what UHI means. It means life. Here we have a taking of life that sparked life. Correct. It sparked an idea. It sparked a sense of making an impact in communities. And that's what led you to really thinking outside of your own scope of the USA. And you're starting to think about how do I get this collaborative sharing or this spirit of 
taking this uh, overseas and you started doing some work in Africa. Uh, before you tell me about that, I've got to say, for people that are listening to this program, if you love what we're talking about, the guests we bring on, make sure you have subscribed to Twins Talk Tech Leadership, that you're asking us how you can get involved and become sponsors of this program so that we can bring on fascinating leaders like David. David, you talked about collaborative apps for NATO. We could even pause right there. We could camp right there to talk about that. We could camp about what was it about working in that environment that set the seeds to really grow this idea from Floyd to saying, let me go back overseas. So talk about this whole thing. You're talking about building for NATO. You're talking about what happened with George Floyd. You're now talking about going outside and bringing life to communities, underserved, underprivileged communities that might need it. So talk about how you went from there to going to Africa, and I'm going to have follow-up questions. I know that. And Dan, you, you, you got to have to have to hold me back because I know I'm going to ask a million questions, but talk about that jump from here to going over to Africa. Sure. So again, in my previous life, again, my role was the director of um, client services, right? So from an onboarding standpoint, it was my role is once we had implemented the tools I was to go in and to start working with management and staff and making sure that everybody was using the applications and the tools, right, to work smarter, to work more efficiently. And again, like that was really, that's always been like the aha moment for me, because when I sat back and watched the companies that I onboarded and had a direct relationship, I saw the efficiency improve. I saw the the time that you no longer had to waste. And that was time that you could be doing something productive. So when you fast forward it to what I'm doing with UHI and what I'm specifically trying to do on the continent, I had the pleasure of traveling to Africa for a tech conference. Um, and what I saw was just an amazing amount of young people engaged on smartphones and using their devices moving from A to B to C. So my thing is how can I do well by doing good, right? And I looked not only in just Ghana, but I looked at the entire diaspora, the entire continent. We all know that Africa is the youngest population from a demographic standpoint. Smartphone penetration is rapidly growing and rising. What I think is missing and what's lacking and where UHI can in inject itself into is where's, where's the connective tissue? What allows a mentor like David and Danny to be able to disseminate information to a youth group that might have an interest in Microsoft or might have an interest in coding or in development or in agriculture to be able to put that knowledge share capability and power in the forms of direct communication, file sharing, webinars, video, photos. That's everything that UHI can provide. I have written a couple of white papers or articles talking specifically about how I envision that working. That's what, that's what gets me excited. That's the opportunity, again, to do well by doing good is 
the mantra, right, that I want to march to to try to see if I can get folks, those young folks connected and doing well to empower themselves. We'll be right back after this short break. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Pigs don't have to fly for you to retire a millionaire. Optimize how you spend, save and grow your money with the Millionaire Me app. Millionaire Me was designed to help gens X, Y, and Z become after-tax millionaires in retirement. Even if you haven't started saving, you can get started. Get all the tools that you'll need in one easy-to-use app to get you toward your goal of retiring as a millionaire. So remember, pigs don't have to fly for you to retire a millionaire. Go to the App Store, download the app to get started, and learn how to become that millionaire. This is Danny, and I'm really inspired by that because uh, you you may not have known, and we've talked about this um, very briefly in the past, that one of the leaders here in America who actually oversees all of the uh, BIPG program, what they call it, the Black Partner Growth Initiative Program at Microsoft, is our executive sponsor for the programs that we're, that we're running on behalf of Microsoft at my company at Meetup. And he has this goal and the vision to take our Black founders here in America, their products, and making great things happen in Africa. And the fact that you're already doing that, you're already making that vision happen, is something I find quite incredible. And another great thing is that your background, you're always working with other people. I just can't wait to imagine what it's going to be like a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, with you and all the Black founders here that you've actually had a chance to work with, go through the cohort with, and actually set up shop and actually to help to build up what needs to be built up in Africa. And one of the things that we hear all the time is that we don't take care of ourselves. We don't really care about our communities uh, compared to other cultures, for example, that may have taken place here in America. But here you are leading by example, David. You're actually going out and making an impact in the communities. What could our friends do? What can our audience members do here today in order to assist you in your effort of building up the communities in Africa? It's a great question. And I think it's just about being intentional um, 
what value do you see for yourself or for your company that can benefit those on the continent? Um, it's interesting that sometimes people have this notion of Africa as being a third world country. Um, it is not. It is just a developing country. It's no different than where China was 30 years ago. It was a developing country. So just about putting the, the resources, both the intellectual resources, the financial resources into a continent, not only a country because it's multiple countries inside of that continent, but being able to inject resources into it, you will see the fruits of your labor. Uh, Danny, you mentioned something as well. You know, I am, I am, I am African by ancestry. I am American by the Middle Passage. My choice to come here was not of my own volition. So there is a strong connection after learning about my ancestry. There's a strong connection to go back, even though I had never been there, but to go back and to connect. And they embraced me wholeheartedly. I love it. Um, I still have the smell of Ghana in my nose. Um, it's a it's a wonderful it's a wonderful thing it's a wonderful thing. I'm in love with that country. I'm in love with Africa. Yeah, uh, this is Danny again. Ghana is doing a lot to encourage. And I think that the last time uh, Nikki and I talked, as a, Nikki is a friend of mine who uh, recently left Microsoft, and she's actually relocating to Ghana next month. But she told me that they've really built out a program that anyone of any type of African de descent, doesn't matter where you live around the world, the Caribbean, Africa, anywhere, if you're of African descent, you uh, have the opportunity to receive free citizenship. So I was really uh, impressed by her taking that initiative. And she's actually building a house out there. So she's not waiting. She's actually making an initiative. She flew out there a few months ago, loved it, fell in love and decided, OK, now that I'm uh, no longer with Microsoft, I'm going to start my own business. And I'm actually relocating. So I thought that was very fascinating. Now, awesome. David, your story is very inspiring. What you desire is very inspiring. Uh, the call for all of us to do our best to give back to the communities is very inspiring. The fact that you've never been to this country, but you feel the need and the urge that you're being compelled back. You just know you have to go there. You're, you have this desire to go back. Can you tell us a time when you started your entrepreneurial process after building collaborative apps for NATO, uh, you decided, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start UHI Technologies. I'm going to start my own business. Was there ever a time during that journey where you said to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm not sure if I want to do this. I feel like quitting right now, but yet you pushed through. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How did you feel? And then how did you push through when you wanted to just give up or you maybe you wanted to face that big hurdle and you just said, I don't know if I can do that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. You know, when you leave the comforts of a structured environment. So my background, I worked for AOL. I worked for Time Warner. Started working for this amazing company uh, called Incentive. It's always been structure, right? It's always been a wonderful corporate environment that gives you your 401 and your medical and your dental and you get a paycheck every two weeks. Um, that allows you to sustain yourself and live. Um, as an entrepreneur, life is different. Um, and I've had a few moments. Um, Theodore Roosevelt talked about the man in the arena. As an entrepreneur, I have felt like the man in the arena many times, bloodied, 
uh, beat up um, because you are relying on yourself. So, and for a solopreneur like myself, the, the challenge of juggling all different facets in the initial growth phase, because I'm still in the startup, started in, you know, 2020 with the idea and the vision, and then started to build this UHI solution in 21 into 22. And now we're trying to kick the tires and try to move conversation and dialogue. But the challenge is questioning, is this the right thing for me to do? I could have stayed comfortably in my old world, but again, the calling after the events in 2020, you just have to push through. And if you truly believe in what your mission is, as my late father says, your mission or your purpose as a military man, what is your mission? Then that allows you to remove the doubts and continue to forge ahead in the process with the goal of, again, trying to do well by doing good. David, this is David. And I'll say that what your dad taught you, what you've been learning as an entrepreneur, solopreneur, is unbelievable. It's remarkable because that's really the trait of a true leader. The fact that your dad could say to you, you got to remove the obstacles because you've got a mission. It's that calling. And for people that don't understand that, I'll tell you, it's, it's hard to have that sense of relatability. I spent 21 years full-time as a minister. I believed in that calling that I received that was for me, not for anybody else. I'm glad we That's all right. have a similar calling. I'm right. glad there were other ministers that did what they did, but I had a calling for me on my life. And there was something that drove me beyond fatigue, beyond the challenges, uh, learning how to overcome obstacles because there was a calling that had to be fulfilled. There was a mission. And growing up in the military family, as a military brat, as my twin and I both are like yourself, you understood that our parents, that they knew that there was something that was beyond them. And when you go in that mold, when you know there's something beyond you, you, you don't look at obstacles, you find solutions. You, you don't look at what you don't have. You figure out what resources are available and you make that work. And I love that. So let's talk about how you've brought that framework, that mindset into UHI and why that's so invaluable as an entrepreneur, why that's so invaluable as a leader to have that growth, figure it out, let's get it done mission mindset. Well, uh, that's a great question, uh, David. And it's just about, it's complete the mission. So how do we figure, how do we figure it out? So for me, again, perfect example with Microsoft and the Black Partner Growth Initiative, uh, you know, being able to leverage um, tools and resources that quite honestly weren't afforded to me or weren't provided to me has allowed me to grow quite honestly exponentially in the build out of just my solution, you know, being able to add and integrate Office 365 into my solution, being able to add the Teams component into my solution as well, and just being able to speak with the amazing amount of folks inside of the Microsoft world that have given me just nuggets of information that I can use to help me prepare in how to build a, a business and hopefully a sustainable business. Um, and again, when you're in a leadership role or if you're in a team environment, it's about 
surrounding yourself with smart people and not being closed-minded to think that you have all the answers. And God, God knows, I don't have all of the answers. I know that I have an amazing product. I think my story resonates, but I need help just like everybody else in trying to figure out how to make the inroads and how to continue to, to find a path for success. This is Danny. I appreciate you saying this one very important thing. And I think a lot of times when we think about becoming an entrepreneur, we think that we have to have all the answers, that we have to know everything. And there's a time where Henry Ford was being questioned. And he said, look, I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. I I just need to surround myself with the smartest people. And you were talking about this Microsoft um, Black Partner Growth Initiative program and being able to gain nuggets of wisdom from several Microsoft executives. Can you tell us a little bit more about your connection with Microsoft and what did what else did you learn from that program? And is it something that you believe other Black founders should be a part of as they think about building up their own entrepreneur journey? I mean, it's just been it's been amazing for me. It's it's work still in progress, obviously, but just the the ability and the and the idea around expanding my mind to understand how business operates on a global level um what are the necessary steps because i'm i'm here in atlanta so i'm trying to figure out can i find a local client here in atlanta by joining the Black Partner Growth Initiative and App Meetup. And that was really helpful for me, fellas, because it took me outside of my mind for a minute. Because as an entrepreneur and as a solopreneur, everything sits here inside of your own brain all the time. And sometimes paralysis through overanalysis starts to happen. And to be a part of that cohort of last year, be able to ask questions, receive answers, and listening to other stories from other entrepreneurs was really, really helpful for me uh, because sometimes I have the tendency to think I might have all the answers. And I'm like, wow, it was great to hear it from somebody else that I need to look at it differently, Um, how to structure my business, Um, how to, again, how to move it forward. Um, has been impactful. In addition to that, again, just the relationships, um, looking at the nonprofit side of Microsoft, which I was unaware of, but um, that's where UHI is looking to go into that NGO nonprofit avenue. And I know there are some opportunities to be able to hopefully build some relationships. So that's really what Microsoft affords. And in terms of other entrepreneurs who are thinking about it, if you have a solution, that you think is beneficial. I I think I would encourage any African-American entrepreneur to at least investigate the opportunity to join a Black Partner Growth Initiative to work with the folks like Danny and David. Um, The other thing I will add is Microsoft is a huge ecosystem. And that was really, really daunting to me. It's like playing in front of 75,000 people at the University of Washington. There's a lot of bright lights and you have to figure out, stop blinking <laughs> and figure out where you need to be. And again, there were folks inside that are that are still helping me navigate how to move 
inside of a very, 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 very large organization, a global leader, but a large organization. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. David, this is David, and uh, I'll throw this out there for our listening audience out there. We could get overwhelmed when we start thinking about this incredibly vast ecosystem called Microsoft or Google or Amazon or wherever you might be playing in your space. But you got to go back and say, what do I do well? And if I could use the analogy of football, because Dan and I are football nuts. I love college football. We're from the Pacific Northwest, and that's why we got excited when you said you played at UW. You got to go back and say, what am I good at? What is it that I love to do? I love the game. I know I'm, I'm confident in my abilities. I can perform no matter what the level is. Those just happen to be lights. And if you could figure out the nuances of being in the big, bigger atmosphere, being in the Pac-12, if you could figure out the nuances of how to navigate successfully in Microsoft, your gifts, your talents is going to come through. They're going to come through and you're going to be successful. You're going to shine. So I appreciate the call to say, let's learn. We don't have all the answers. Right. Let's figure out what's going to work for us because Microsoft's so huge, so vast. You don't need to work and understand every little facet of Microsoft, but you need to understand what's going to be best for you, what's going to set yourself up for success. So I love the charge that you gave for all the black innovators out there, the tech companies to say, let's get involved. Let's collectively figure out how can we do more. So here's what I want to ask you about. How can we do more, Dave? What's next for you in Africa. You talked about Ghana. You talked about doing some work over there. What's next? Because I've got to imagine that it's not just an idea. It's not just a, let's just put my toe in the water. You're going full-fledged, all in. You're jumping in because that's the kind of person you are. What's next for you in Ghana and Africa? What's the plan? Sure. So where I'm at now is I am starting to build relationships with the help of my amazing PDM, uh, Daniel Eichem. Um Daniel is helping me connect with the Microsoft African transformation team. So they're on the continent starting to build pathways and solutions to make connections between those of us here in the States, on the continent, and really I'm assuming just entrepreneurs that have great products, how can they help to empower their continent. And that's really what I'm focusing on 
really in 2023 is how can I instill you high into the conversation with Microsoft Africa to help engage and empower the youth on the continent. Uh, I am working hard now on trying to reach out to multiple uh, excuse me, national youth associations, be it in Tanzania, be it in uh, South Africa, uh, be it in Kenya, be it in Ghana, and trying to start conversations with them to say, I have a solution that can empower your youth. If there is a way that we can partner, because it's not just an ISV trying to sell something, it's a deeper relationship. How can I partner with your country to do well by doing good, to get the young people connected, collaborating and communicating? And again, the dissemination of information, making that information go downstream to the next generation and to empower them, that's the opportunity. That's what I want to aid and hopefully Microsoft will give me some assistance. So right, shameless plug now, but that's what I want Microsoft to help me do as a member of the Black Partner Growth Initiative, provide me with those introductions. I've got that support. We can change the world. We can change the world. I like the fact, this vision. Everyone always thinks that, hey, you know, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, all these big global companies, they started off small. A lot of them actually started off in someone's garage. Think about Hulu Packard and how they had to flip a coin to determine That's if right. H came before P. You have this vision. <laughs> and as you said, it, it's an emerging opportunity. It's an emerging environment. You want to build up the community. You build up the young, the youth. And next thing you know, we have generational impact. And that's what you're building. You're building generational impact. And I'm so excited about it. I'm also excited that we are going to help with that as well, uh, with that meetup. We are gathering the uh, Black-owned tech firms here in North America. We're actually helping them to productize, specialize, verticalize. And once we can make sure they can scale, our job is then to partner with Microsoft to establish these bases in Africa. And they hear that you're going to be there. The key is going to be there. We actually have friends, friends yes. there who's already building relationships with the local governments to make sure that we can make this happen. And the goal is to build up the youth. As you said, it's to build up the youth, build up the community, because what will happen in a couple of generations is that this is going to continue to be a national powerhouse, a global powerhouse of amazing young people who are making impacts, who are making changes. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate what you're building. And I really appreciate that every project you work on really reflects your entrepreneurial vision and also reflects the vision that you built with UI technology. I want to talk about something positive uh, as well as can you talk about a project that you might have worked on or an initiative you might have worked on uh, through UI technology that, that you're really proud of and something that you would like to share with the audience, something that you're proud of working on, something that you're proud of being a partner with, something that actually highlights what you've done at UI technology? Sure. So, you know, kind of going back to right after the, the George Floyd uh, incident, uh, there's, um, there's a company out of the Midwest um, multinational company that had an African-American affinity group that um, after the events, they didn't have a voice. They felt that they didn't have a voice to be able to talk about their frustrations, um, their trauma, uh, their expectations of their organization. Basically, what are you going to do next based on what has just transpired? 
And I had the pleasure of working with one of their managers who was kind of leading uh, this African-American sales, this field uh, uh, sales group. And we provided them with their own branded um, solution. And it invited all of the field-based representatives to be able to join and to be able to share and to talk about and to be able to plan what their next steps might be, to be able to maybe bring in a speaker who could talk to them about what they're going through. So that was really, to me, was a very gratifying thing. It was very early in my process. I probably didn't know exactly what I was doing, but to see the value that those 30 to 40 individuals spread out around the country were able to glean from having that solution and putting that in their pocket was a, was a very, very proud moment for me, for sure. David, this is David. I love that. And what's encouraging for me is to continue to hear your spirit of gleaming and gaining insight from other people. You're leveraging relationships to put yourself in a position where you can share why UHI could be a great value. I love this point you said earlier. I want to have UHI in the conversation. And, and to me, yes. that's what matters. It's not about, oh, buy this product, buy this product, get DSP leadership, get at meetup. No, I just want my name in conversations because right. then you're in the game. You're able to literally leverage that. I, I want to ask you something that might be interesting here because there are entrepreneurs that listen to our program. There are a lot of new what I call tech owners out there, they're business owners out there. There are other entrepreneurs that are trying to say, we listen to Twins Talk Tech Leadership because we want to learn about what leaders are doing in our space, what they're, what they're doing to overcome challenges, what they're doing to take advantage of opportunities. So I want to ask you about what advice, what words of encouragement would you give to entrepreneurs that are out there that are trying to do these same things that you're doing, that are trying to impact the communities that they're a part of, and do you have any other thoughts that you, as you reflect back into starting UHI that you say, hey, I would take that piece and give this to entrepreneurs that are out there? I would give you something that my late father said, which is, again, prior planning prevents poor performance. Mm. The five Ps. And I say that to any entrepreneur that if you are going to embark upon this journey, just plan. Plan and prepare it may not always go the way that you want it to go, but plan what you are trying to accomplish. To just kind of parachute in can be challenging, but if you have a blueprint or a plan that at least gives you some guidance and some steps, I think that's a very, very important piece. The other piece is just stick to itiveness. It's just the ability to hang in there because it's not going to always be clean. It's not. Um, again, the man in the arena, you're going to be bloodied. So you just have to stay the course, the stick-to-itiveness, and to also eliminate the outside noise. Um, because the life of an entrepreneur is not for everybody. It's not for every spouse, for a girlfriend, for the children, whoever it may be. It can be a lonely kind of solo journey, but you may have detractors at times, but you have to believe in what you're trying to achieve and continue to uh, continue to move forward. This is Danny. I think today we've heard a lot of good nuggets of wisdom. We talked about the man in the arena. And if you don't know about it, please go and just read up about it, learn about it. I, I really think that's awesome. 
And then a lot of the nuggets of wisdom that you provided today from what your father said, I, I am just blown away because these are great advice. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or not. You may have a goal that you want to hit in the new year. You may have a goal you want to hit this year and you might want to give up. But we ask ourselves what prior planning prevents poor performance. And if you always said, hey, I want to learn this new skill and I, I really want to become better at this new skill. If you plan for it, and it's part of your schedule every single day, and you wake up in the morning and it's right there in front of you, you're, you're going to have no choice but to do it. And I've heard this statistic that if you just do 18 minutes a day on that new skill, something you want to learn, in less than one year, you'll be more proficient than 95% of the people on this earth. 95% of the people. And a lot of times people go, I can't, I can't be this. I can't be that. I can't start a YouTube channel. I can't start this channel. I can't be an expert. I can't become a consultant. You just need to be better than 95% of the people. Yes, there's not going to be, everyone's not going to be a, a Gary Vee. Everyone's not going to be a Tony Robbins. Right. But you know what? Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, they're, they're called on every day to go speak somewhere around the world. If they can't get Gary Vee and Tony Robbins, guess, guess who's their number two person they're going to pick? You. So go and focus on that. Go and build upon that. I really thought that was very impressive. I love the fact that you're going to go back to Africa. I love the fact that you put meaning into your name. Yuhai means life in Swahili. I think all of that has been pushing you back to wanting to build up the communities. You talked about how Microsoft has given you a lot of opportunities to network and to build connections, specifically in the nonprofit space. No one realized nonprofit is a huge business opportunity. It, they're doing great work for the community. Microsoft right. is doing great work for the community. And you, Hyde, they just want to be part of the conversation. Yeah, David. you made a great point. Uh -huh. uh, no, you made a great point about the 18 minutes, right? And, and even those 18 minutes, you don't have to try to swallow the entire elephant, as they say. Incremental, small wins leads to victories. And I think sometimes as an entrepreneur, we want to go for the gold. We want to try to swallow the whole thing and we wind up getting an upset tummy. So just take smaller bites of wins and victories will lead you to where you're trying to get to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those little steps and celebrating the steps. Yeah, I think absolutely. when we look about our lives, we get this dopamine effect when it comes to seeing good news that we can celebrate with other people. Or sometimes we get that effect when we're doing social media. But when you can celebrate every single day, I took one step. And I took one step. And I took one step. By the time you look back, you've already completed a marathon. And that's really the key. These small steps lead to victory. And I, I can see from your past, your background, traveling, being in the military, going from place to place to place to place, that you've had to learn to adapt quickly. You've had to learn to take your surroundings and make friends quickly. You've had to learn to be able to learn how to network with everybody quickly. And that's really propelled you to where you're at today. Your, your background with your military, with your father, traveling all over the place, even to be able to play football in the lights. As you said, hey, you adapt quickly. And I think that's very important. And then finally, the small wins lead to victory. If we can take a step back as an entrepreneur every single day and just say, look, I don't have a big victory today, but you know what? I woke up on time today. I accomplished the task on my to-do list today. That's and I'm right. going to go to bed celebrating that as a win. 
And every single day, because we've done what? Proper planning, proper planning prevents poor performance. And it's going to ultimately allow us to be able to have that victory. David, we want to thank you so very much for talking uh, about your background, talking about your journey, joining us on our Twins Talk Tech Leadership Podcast Series. We want to let all of our audience know, look, if you want to be a part of this initiative, you want to be able to say, look, David, I want to sign up. I want to help you. I want to get back and build up the community. What do I need to do? And if you're in the Atlanta area and you want to go meet with David, please do. Like I said, he's part of the BIPG initiative. He's part of the community. He's, he's here to work with you. You can find him on linkedin.com slash IN slash David hyphen uh, Cole hyphen junior. So make sure you guys reach out to David. Make sure you find out what is he working on? How can I be a part of the initiative? And if you want a cool app, something developed, a mobile cool app, this guy has the background. He did something for NATO. So he can do it for you and your business today. And if you're in a nonprofit community and you say, hey, look, we can't afford David's services and we can't afford what he's doing. Hey, he worked for these big worldwide moving opportunity organizations, but yet he's doing this for you today. And so you can afford to work with them. You got to work with them. And if you're an entrepreneur, listen to this. Remember mm -hmm. how these small steps can lead you ultimately to victory as well. David, thank you for joining us on this episode. We appreciate it. Guys, thank you. And I would just like to add, again, I'd like to applaud you guys both uh, for this amazing podcast. And again, giving entrepreneurs of color a voice and a platform where they can talk about their journeys, their goals, where they're trying to move. And I do want to add again that I will be heading back sometime in a, in a few months. I'm doing a donation um, and I'd love to share this story if you guys will allow me, but in my travels around the country of Ghana to see young African kids playing the beautiful sport that they call football, we call soccer, to see them play without shoes, soccer shoes, moved me to secure donations that I will be taking back in a couple of months that I will be hopefully partnering with the Ghana Football Association. We'll be tra traveling to impoverished, challenged regions around the country to be able to donate soccer shoes to young people. And just let's just watch them perform even better when they actually have shoes on their feet. So if any of your listeners out there have use soccer or donated soccer equipment mm. by all means please get in contact with me would love to be able to partner with you as i get ready to make that delivery uh, to those young kids over there so again i thank you both for your time fantastic thank you david i love that we'll thank definitely you. have you back on again appreciate it guys thank you so much Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk Tech Leadership. Please subscribe, download, and share this program. Learn about sponsorship opportunities and become featured on our program. Follow us on LinkedIn and other social media platforms. Be sure to also give our other program, Twins Talk It Up, a listen as well. We will see you next time in the next episode of Twins Talk Tech Leadership.